Hello. Blessings, blessings, blessings to everyone. Uh, it looks like the first uh, episode was a success. Many people were very interested in the content and they appreciated how uh, the dynamics of the conversation uh, gave them a different way and a different thought process of how they deal with things. So this will be uh, a great conversation because it will be part two of part one of the conversation that we had. And that conversation is have the moment, but do not become the moment. And this is part two. So I am Yvette Wheeler and I welcome you to my podcast, Yvette's Apostolic Dialogue. And this is just simply a place where we come to build a better us, to build a better you, look forward to a better life, and do it all by hearing resources and ways to build you up. So uh, today is actually Good Friday, and Good Friday is a great day because it is three days before the resurrection of Christ. Uh, For those of you who do not know Christ or may not have accepted him in your life, uh, this will be a great opportunity for you to do so. Uh, I always, always put God first in everything that I do. So if you didn't check out the first part to having the moment but not becoming the moment, I strongly encourage you to go do so. But I want to just continue because there's so many different things that we can utilize, that we can work on in order to stay out of a place of becoming what has happened to us. And and someone may say, well, that just seems so much easier said than done. A lot of times we just allow our emotions to just completely consume us and put us in a place where we react, we respond, we speak, we move solely based on a feeling. And what happens is that uh, a lot of times we react to others and our feelings when they were not the cause root of why we're feeling that way. Uh, for example, uh, one of the things as we were growing up and, uh, you know, sometimes parents, uh, even now parents do this, uh, when they become upset uh, at something, uh, their patience is very thin. And I know that sometimes I've too have very thin patience with my child uh, because there's something that is going on. Uh, and in in dealing with anyone, actually. Um, and what happens is that because your patience is thin, uh, you're already uh, borderline frustrated. You're already borderline um, angry or upset. And what happens is that that one thing that just uh, may aggravate you just a little bit more and you go overboard and explode. And sometimes when we explode, we explode on the wrong individual or we take out our frustrations on the wrong person. Why? Because or, or, or on our children. And why is that? It is because we have not learned or matured in the capacity to not allow one moment to then interfere with other interactions or engagements with other people. Uh, How do we grab a hold of our emotions? How do we uh, come into a place where our emotions don't overpower logic in our thought process? Uh, This can be a very tedious um, uh, situation or a very tedious process. And here's the thing. We like things to happen rapidly. We don't like to go through process because we have to go through different avenues and different channels in order to become 
whole. So as we talk on Yvette's uh, apostolic dialogue, I, I want to help you to build a sense of wholeness where you go before God and open up and lay down to all the things and lay down all the things that you have, that you have going on that God needs to heal you from. And here's the thing. Even if you don't know God, there's always an opportunity to find him. You don't have to feel like because uh, God doesn't uh, uh, know me personally. Uh, he knows all of us. He made us. But you have to build that intimacy with God. You have to build that relationship. Why? Because it doesn't matter what you've done. He's always willing to forgive. So uh, what what do we look at as an emotion? It is a way or a feeling that takes place in result of something that has transpired. Uh, so when you look at uh, your emotions, where are you right now emotionally? So if something were to happen to you right now, uh, this is what we call the moment. Uh, are you the one that, you know, deals with the moment, you handle it, resolve it and move on? Or are you the one that harbors the feeling of the emotion and then you outlet it through your actions? Uh, Many people are in a place where they don't even realize that they are harboring emotions. Uh, um, one thing we've learned about a hoarder is that a hoarder is one that will just keep things. They don't know how to let it go. And sometimes we're hoarding our feelings. And what happens when you keep hoarding? Eventually, there's no more room. There's no more space. Uh, so which means that it becomes cluttered. Uh, have you ever been in a space that's cluttered? Uh, have you been in an environment where you didn't have much room to maneuver? This is what happens when we become the moment. We've allowed one situation to pile and pile and pile within us. And what happens is that it doesn't allow any room because there's too much clutter for anything else to transpire. So then what happens is that we react in rage. We react in a negative impulse. Uh, we uh, are very snappy and easily to be frustrated because we're already walking in these different type of things. We're already uh, in that mindset and we're already emotionally at a place of anger, rage, hostility. And here's the thing. When you handle things in those type of emotions, you're always going to get a negative result. Uh, have you understood that uh, the Bible even mentions um, that um, um, I'm trying to think of the scripture because a lot of people use it and a lot of times they use it to justify their anger. Uh, it says when angry sin not. Uh, but here's the thing. Yes, we get angry. But in the midst of you being angry, do you sin? And, I, and someone may say, well, that, that that's kind of a. Hmm. That's very hard because anger produces impulse. And a lot of times when we have that blood flowing through our bodies and we're angry, uh, we don't have the capacity to control the impulse. This is what we think, but that's not true. So how do you begin to grow emotionally? Uh, we know that by, uh, violence begets violence. So uh, what that means is that uh, sometimes when you are quick to respond in anger, you then reciprocate back from someone else what you just put out. And a lot of times what you put out is not really what you meant to do. So one thing I've learned, and I, I like to share this because it's very important. 
is self-analyzation. Self-analyzation allows us to not get caught in the web of or caught up in the uh, atmosphere of being stuck on something that happened. Um, A lot of people have this mindset that if I brush something under the rug, that it will eventually die down. It may die down for a while, but because it hasn't been buried, it will resurface. Now, here's the thing. As it resurfaces, are you in a place of maturity to handle that situation now? Or are you in a place where you're more aggressive and more filled with rage? And now it becomes even worse than what it was when you brushed it underneath the rug. See, what happens is that a moment determines where we are in our lives and without a connection with God, without an intimacy with God, it does not allow you to handle situations in maturity. Uh, One of the things I love about the Bible is that the Bible explains to us how to be, how to process, how to go down this journey called life. And many people don't engage in the Holy Word because they feel like they don't need it. Uh, What we don't understand is that in the Bible, when Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So what that meant is, that I cannot survive off of earthly food. I need a stronger substance. So as you begin to build a relationship with God and study his word, the word begins to enlighten you on areas where you're weak. When you allow yourself to listen to God, he'll guide you uh, to the areas that you need to grow. For example, When I really, really started digging into the Bible, really started studying, taking notes. I mean, I'll Google all kind of words. I'm like, goodness gracious, these Bibles got so much information in it. Even now, as God sends me back to read certain books, I get different revelations. But here's the key thing. God sent me to the book of Proverbs. Right during a time where he was getting ready to transition me. But I was still going through tests. And in that word, I got revelation. God used a person to give me revelation about a situation while I was learning that same thing in the Bible. And the Bible teaches us order. Where we find ourselves having difficulty letting go of the moment that we've become the moment is because we don't like order. We like our own order. And if anyone comes to present structure, we oppose it. How does opposing structure hinder you? Um, uh, Someone may say, well, I'm not really opposed to um, structure. I'm just not easy to jump to it. But the thing is that when God has instilled wisdom in you, you'll understand the difference between impulse guiding and structure guiding. Right. So when you are are understanding that when someone speaks that they're giving you true order that will leave your life, lead your life, I'm sorry, 
down a way where it empowers you to become stronger and better, you won't be hesitant to receive. Well, a lot of times we don't know how to be healed from the situations that we've encountered. So what begins to take place is um, we dwell on something or something triggers something that brings back a um, experience that maybe have been unpleasant for us. But deliverance and healing is always needed so that it builds you emotionally. Well, if I come to you and I tap into something that you've dealt with and it makes you trigger into a bad area, that means you have not been healed. Now, if you are knowledgeable that something triggers you, but you're expressing to someone, please don't do that. That can trigger me. That means that you've matured to understand this triggers me. But before I get angry or upset, before I step outside of who I am and what God has called for me to be, I'll let the person know. Now, some people are not very cognizant that they create hostility. Um, the Bible talks about that as well. And what's important is that we understand. Uh, one thing I love about the book of Proverbs is that it says, consider the ruler that you're sitting at the table with. And the Bible also says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, that we wrestle against principalities and uh, wickedness and rulers in high places. Um, so what we have to understand is that uh, people are dealing with things in the inside of them. A lot of times they're either in denial that that thing exists. Um, they're not aware that they're battling a spirit within them or Truth be told, some people just don't care. Have you ever come into contact with someone that feels like they don't have to change in any aspect? Uh, as we understand that change can be something that uh, we may be hesitant to receive. But if you're not willing to change, you're not willing to let go of the moment. Um, God uses things that we're weak in to help us grow. And in order for you to truly see your potential and the capacity of where you can go in life, you have to be tested to see how strong you are. And the good thing that I like about God, the great thing I love about God, one of the things, because there's so many things that I love about him, is that he allows you to see where you were. And he also allows you to see what you've become. So when you understand that God is not a God that he looks down on you and feels ashamed. He's a God that understands that he designed you to have flaws. He designed you to have weaknesses so that those weaknesses would draw you to him. Why is it that we all have different things that trigger us, but yet they all stem to the same, to the same thing? So uh, we all experience rejection, but yet we all handle it very differently. One that has experienced a lot of rejection typically stays in a moment and becomes a moment until they have the capacity to either forget it or they shake it off. Now, when we understand that God designed us to feel, so uh, he designed us to, 
to, to have these type of emotions. But what he didn't design us to do is to stay in them. So having the moment means that, Yvette, you know, you made me upset. You said something and I don't know if I misunderstood it. I don't know if you meant to say it that way. I don't even know if you realized how you said it, but it bothered me, right? That's having the moment. Becoming the moment is, Yvette, you know, three weeks ago, I talked to you and you said such and such or a year ago or a month ago or and 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 you've allowed that thing to just sit in you and grow and grow and grow. What happened? And, and I like to use this because it's a great comparison to what happens with us. And I'm not comparing anyone to the devil, but what I'm trying to do is use uh, the situation to to help you to understand what goes on with you. So in the Bible, when we're in Genesis, Satan is a serpent and a snake. But when we get to the book of Revelations, he's a dragon. How does he go from a snake and a serpent to a dragon? I'm speaking in size because he's fed. Now, when we're dealing with things emotionally that has caused us some tense, some sense, I'm sorry, of trauma, or we have ways about us that need improvement, uh, most people reaction to things that they don't like is they would just rather stay away from you or not identify that you're doing something wrong. Now, when that happens, what they're doing is that they're allowing a monster to develop. They're allowing something that could have been corrected when it was small to to become very big and it becomes very strong. And now you've created a monster and it's hard to get rid of. So have you ever dealt with someone that really doesn't see what they're doing and, and, and they like to say, well, no one told me that or no one has ever said it. And, and here's the thing about us as human beings. We have to stop pacifying uh, things that people do that make us feel some type of way. And then the next thing we have to do is not become the moment by allowing what they did to sit on the inside of us without us speaking about it and praying about it with God. So understand that there is always a great way to handle a situation. You just have to consider the ruler that you're sitting at the table with. So what do you mean by that? I mean that when you allow yourself time. So I learned that not everything has to be responded to right away. Because a lot of times when we respond to things right away, we don't get the best result. But when you sit back and you say, God, could you just show me, please, how to handle this? Or you give yourself time to regroup and to think about the situation. And what I want to encourage you, uh, something that I heard the Lord say one day when I was preaching, um, stop giving people your benefits. God didn't give you a spirit of doubt. So stop giving your benefits to doubt, right? So I'm going to say, what does that mean? It means that the benefit of the doubt that we keep giving, stop giving it. 
Because a lot of times the benefit of the doubt gets you in trouble because you've already seen uh, that what that person does and you're just trying to not believe what it is that they're doing, right? So you're trying to, mm, no, it doesn't mean you can't be nice to people, but be mindful of giving the benefit of the doubt because the benefit of the doubt a lot of times gets us in trouble. So you're in this moment and instead of addressing it when it was something simple or something that could have escalated, but you wanted to kind of minimize that so that it didn't, you waited until you got angry about it, till it bothered you too much that you couldn't hold it in the inside. And now you've allowed a moment to become who you are. So as you, as you study yourself, and this is what is important in order to develop a better you, you got to take time to know who you are. You have to take time to figure out what you like, what you don't like, and where you desire to go. You have to create a plan for your life. Uh, when you go to interview on a job, the first thing they like to say is, well, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years? A lot of times we don't even think about that until we're asked. And it seems so unfamiliar to us because a lot of times we can't see past what's in front of us. You have to make sure emotionally that you heal. Because any person that you come into contact with, you're going to have problems because you're not healed. And when they begin to express to you the things that you're doing, because you're broken, you're, you can't help them. You're going to continue to pour out because you're living in the moment. You're allowing yourself to be the moment of something that happened to you. Now, being healed requires us to be in a place of submission to God. How do I know this? Because I had to experience it. And in order to experience true healing, and I'm saying matters of the heart, I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about emotion. Down the road, we'll talk about physical things. But right now, I want to help build the emotions and, and dialect about our emotions because that is the thing that causes us a lot of problems. And a lot of people are stuck in a very uncomfortable and emotional place right now. So when we understand that submitting to God allows healing, why? Because you're being open and saying, God, I know that I'm dealing with some things. I know that there are things that have transpired in my life that I don't understand why they happened to me. I don't understand why was I the one that, and that's a lot of times what we do. Why me, God? And I've gotten to a point where I don't say why me anymore. Why not me? God said he would never give you more than you could bear. He said he would never give you more than you could bear. And some of you are trying so hard to do the right thing. You're trying so hard. And one simple word can send you right back into that, that dark place. And you have to be healed. You cannot keep living in your past. You cannot keep becoming the moment and not letting that moment go. You want to see greatest success in your life? 
Free yourself of unnecessary burdens. Those things that happened to you, God allowed them to happen because he needs you to go grab others that do not have the capacity or the support to come out of darkness. We are living in a generation where crime is outrageous. There is people that are drug trafficking, sex trafficking. Some people do these things because they feel that it was done to them and they don't know any other way. So you got to learn so that you be the source and the strength to help them in their journey. Pray. Start to pray. Pray more often. Get up with prayer. Go to bed with prayer. Pray during the course of your day and understand that while you're submitting, God is already working it out for you. So in the midst of something that may switch you or may shift you emotionally, grab a hold of that thing. And put out in your atmosphere. I will not become the moment. I will not allow something that just happened. To shift me into darkness. But instead I will use what I learned. What I went through. What just transpired. To push me into my greater. On the first episode. uh, uh, Part one of uh, having the moment. Not becoming the moment. Uh, We talked about facts over fear, which means that, and I'll briefly elaborate again, uh, meaning that sometimes we get upset about things and the fact of the matter is we misunderstood it. So before you get in a place to become the moment, get the facts first. Make sure that you truly understand what took place. Because when you understand what has happened, you won't become the moment. You'll just have a moment and move on. So what I'm trying to help us to see is the way we process, the way we think, how we handle things determines the joy and the peace in our lives. So if you want greater, there's greater. If you want better, there is better. You can have that moment, but don't become the moment. I pray that I've said something in this episode, part two of you can have the moment, just don't become the moment to help you to understand that you can be healed from emotional distress, that you can be healed and you can get over and become emotionally strong and secure. You just have to be willing to submit to God. See, we have the order out of order. I mentioned about order in the beginning. We submit to man, but not to God. And that's wrong. You have to submit to God. And God will align the right men and women in your life to help you. So my prayer is that your life is increased with discernment. That you're ready to position yourself to be healed. See, you have to want this. I can give you the tools. I can give you the information. 
But you have to want it. And when you want it, no one can stop you. So, I thank you for joining us today or joining me. And I pray that you've been helped in some area of your life to know you don't have to become the moment. So go with God and know that God goes with you. And thank you for joining me today on Yvette's Apostolic Dialogue. Have a blessed day, everybody. God bless you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Yvette's Apostolic Dialogue. And today we're going to talk about how to just be better. Part three of having the moment, but not becoming the moment. I welcome you. I pray that you've had a wonderful and fantastic day. For truly, this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So we've been talking about our emotions. And one thing I want to start off by saying is that a lot of time, a lot of times people are not very comfortable expressing their true emotions. Uh, let's think about what I'm saying. You very rarely find a person that is able to express themselves without being angry. Uh, most of the time we have uh, what I like to say a very passive approach to things where meaning that um, uh, I'll let it, you know, keep blowing over and blowing over. But then when you get mad, uh, you like to start outletting all these things and you've been hurting me and you've been doing this and, and you've been doing that. And and here's the thing, because we're at a point of anger and hostility and rage, uh, things don't come out the greatest. So what has transpired is that you become the moment because when you had the moment, you didn't take the opportunity to resolve it. So that's what I want to talk about today on part three is having a moment, not becoming the moment and having resolution. Uh, resolution to situations are very important. And a lot of times we feel that we don't possess the right tools or uh, the capacity or the capability uh, to bring forth resolution in a situation. So what we like to do is sweep the issue under the rug. Well, here's what happens with that. When you sweep something under the rug, the wind blows eventually. And when the wind blows, that means the situations that have transpired, they come back up. So if you want something uh, resolved, you need to have closure. Um, the mindset is I need to be able to handle uh, disagreements, dislikes, conflict, but not in a state of emotions or if I'm in my feelings. So some people will say, oh, I'm emotional. Most people say I'm in my feelings. So a lot of times, and let, let's, let's just think about this. We have, you know, friends. Um, we have brothers and sisters. Uh, we have mothers and fathers, uncles and aunties, cousins. Um, 
And and a lot of times when we engage in relationships with people, um, dealing with people, at some point, someone's going to do something that we just don't like. Now, consider this question. In obtaining resolution, are you the type that will allow someone to just keep doing things over and over and over until you get to a point where you just can't take it anymore and then you explode? Or are you the type that can, in the very sensible way, address something that makes you uncomfortable? Now, in this, we might tap on a few toes because a lot of people feel, and and there's a saying that you can't tell me how to respond to your offense. And this is very true. However, if you would take the opportunity to resolve a situation before putting yourself in a place of offense, you would be less likely to become offended. So I want to say that again, because a lot of times people do offend us, but it depends on where we are in that moment that stipulates the outcome and the response. So yes, you know, you can't tell me how to respond to your offense, but I I can allow myself to handle a situation with you by telling you or telling the person that you're dealing with what bothers me before I get to a place where I'm offended. Now, here's the thing. Some people don't realize that they're offending you. So uh, how do you express to someone that they're doing something that you don't like and then deal with it outside of an emotional state of being? Well, here's the thing. Synergistic communication. It is something that is mentioned in the book of Seven Habits um, of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And, and, And what that means is that we have to have balance when we communicate. There has to be a positive flowing of communication. A lot of a lot of times communication is always one sided. It's like where you have a person who tries to communicate to make things better. And then you have one that just feels like, oh, things will just resolve itself. But truth be told, life doesn't just resolve itself. It requires work. So there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Which means that, and then there's another scripture that says, faith without works is dead. So what that means is that there's a lot out there in the world for us to gravitate to. But the reason why we're not gravitating to it is because we're not willing to work. And not just that, we're not willing to have faith in God. So understand that God gives us emotions to feel, but he also gives us his word as guidance. So that in the midst of our feelings, we don't act outside of his will. So that's very important. You can't have closure and resolution resolving matters in your feelings. Now, here's the thing. Most people do not like when you're telling them something that they're doing wrong. So what they would rather do is 
pretend or act as if um, they're the victim, you know, and, and, and we'll get into that in another segment. But what I want you to understand that having a moment and not becoming the moment means you have to draw a line in between dealing with things in your emotions and dealing with things in logic. And logic means that you will find a sensible solution to your equation. Uh, uh, dealing with feelings, uh, if you think about a math problem, a math problem is worked out. There's step-by-steps that uh, that you need to take in order to get to the answer. Well, that's the same thing in life and how we handle things. There are things that have to go step-by-step in order for you to get an answer. Now, here's the thing. You can't control how others respond and what they may say, but you can control how you respond and what you say. So having the moment means, okay, uh, Yvette said she didn't like my blouse. I think my blouse is beautiful. How could Yvette say that? My blouse is not. Well, Yvette has an opinion. Now, her opinion might not be correct. But it's how she feels about the situation. So a sensible solution would be, and this is the sensible part. This is having a moment. I didn't like what she said. Let me go talk about it. We're going to get to becoming the moment in a minute. Same scenario. Yvette, you may not like my shirt, but I do. Maybe if you would have said it a little nicer. So in future, could you just be a little mindful about what you said? Very simple. And I think sometimes that having the moment and resolving something outside of emotions It's too simplistic for some people to grasp. Now, someone may say, well, we're not slow or stupid. No, by no means am I saying that. But sometimes the mind cannot compute to simplicity. It is so simple to say, I did not like what you did. But being mindful how you express the dislike. Now, let's go to that same scenario where Yvette um, is saying, I don't like the shirt, but you feel that you do like your shirt, but now you're in your emotions. So now you're yelling, you're screaming. Why did you say that about my shirt? And I like my shirt and you must think I'm ugly and what I wear. And, and now you're going on and on and you're pulling out all these emotions that the likelihood has nothing to do with Yvette, but it has been harboring in the inside of you. And now by you becoming the moment, Yvette has now become your outlet. That does not help us get to resolution. So uh, in order for us to have resolution in a scenario, in a moment, in a situation, it is one by addressing things in a non-emotional way. It's very important that we have emotional stability. And here's the thing. If you're dealing with a lot of rejection, things that have stemmed from rejection, you're not going to be able to handle 
uh, dealing with situations outside of your feelings or emotions because you are programmed to respond that way. So how do you shift out of emotional responding? Well, you have to sit and identify areas in your life where you're weak and you need to grow. Now, I say this because many people uh, walk around and, oh, I love me. And, and, and the truth be told, no, they don't. Uh, the most important thing is first establishing a relationship with God. Now, why do I say that? Because I know someone listening to the podcast might not know who God is. And here's your opportunity to find out about him because he's a great, wonderful father. And what he does is that he provides us healing. He gives us contentment. He allows us to grow, but that requires us to commune with him. And what happens is that God digs in the very pockets of the areas where we hurt. And what he begins to do is pour love into those areas. And it begins to make you whole because a lot of us uh, have had, or a lot of you right now have places within you that are just empty and they need to be filled. There are voids in your life. There are uh, tragic events and trauma that has transpired in your life that has left you broken. It, It has left you with voids and incompleteness in your life. So the truth be told is that why are you responding emotionally is because your state of mind and the way that you are as a person is in your emotions at all times because you're broken. And here's the thing. When you spend time with God, God loves on you because you've made yourself vulnerable to him for him to do that. And when he allows you uh, to grow by his love, he teaches you how to love you. So the love of God is not the same love that you see people give one another. It's not about gift buying. It's not about who spends the most money at my birthday. It's not about who flowers me with the most gifts. God's love is pure. And what it does is it grows us and molds us to be better, to be confident, to be bold, to be loving, to be humble. It creates great characteristics in us. So I I propose um, some homework. And and what I mean by that is I I want you to identify areas within yourself where you need to improve. Now, you could say, well, there's nothing wrong with me. That's a prideful person. And arrogant. Because there's something wrong with every one of us of where we need to improve. Now, to reword that so it doesn't come off so harsh is think about areas where you could improve in and then understanding that there are always areas in our lives where improvement is needed. See, I I did that for a reason. Why did I reword that? Why? Because the mind processes differently. And then uh, on one segment in the future, I want to talk about a positive and negative criticism. And I also want to talk about the word perception. Now, perception is something that I don't really like too much. And why is that? Because a person's perception determines how you will be received. So 
dealing with people who have a negative perception in life, no matter what you say and how you say it, they're going to receive it negatively somehow. But then when we have people that have a positive perception about life and things that transpire, you could say something negative and they still possess the capacity and the capability to pull out the positive. So what does that mean? That means that understanding where you stand in life gives you an upper hand on how you grow emotionally. Now, growing emotionally doesn't mean that one day you're not in a great emotional place and then the next day you're just perfectly fine. That's not how that works. It is a process. And that's why understanding that in a moment, you can have that moment, but don't become the moment. You cannot be consumed by things that go on in your life that cause you to be unstable emotionally, where it causes you to act outside of who you usually are consistently. So what happens when we resolve things in our emotions, it leaves a a, a scar, so to speak. Um, Have you ever had a person that when you engage with them, when they respond, they respond to cut. They they respond to hurt. They they respond to do damage. And why do they do that? They do that because they're hurt. They're broken. So what they want to do is they want you to feel their pain. And and to be honest, a lot of times they don't even realize that they're doing that. They don't realize that they're cutting you, that they've adapted to this culture of I hurt you before you hurt me. They've been conditioned to cut before they get cut. And here's the thing. If the way that they receive is negative, you could say the most positive thing and the way they hear it is totally opposite of what you said. How do we identify those who are broken? How do we identify if you yourself is broken? Well, you're going to have to spend time with you. And then for someone else to identify them, you're going to have to open your ears to hear and your eyes to see because your eyes will show you. You just have to be willing to listen. So here's the best thing we could do. We can pray for our lives to be changed that God fills our voids, that God heals us from our brokenness and that we commune with God so that he can make a better us. And then what happens by making a better us, we begin to be filled with the love of God and that allows us to now love ourselves so that we can love others. So what happens is that you'll have a moment But you find yourself not becoming the moment because you're handling things in a better way. Uh, The Bible mentions that, you know, you drink uh, milk from the word and then those that we eat meat of the word. That means one who studies the word, more engaged in the word of God. um, They're not in a baby or an immature place. And understanding that as we call this journey of life, Age does not stipulate someone's maturity. Uh, Someone could be 20 years old and have more maturity in them than someone who's 40. Life and how we process the things that 
we've been presented helps us to mature. But the best thing to give us growth and to give us maturity is reading and studying God's word because it prepares us. Uh, it, It gives us guidance, understanding. It gives us a different way. It teaches us humility. It teaches us love. It teaches us compassion. It teaches us about giving. Uh, and, and a lot of times uh, we we put ourselves in a position of lacking uh, because we don't want to give. Now, I'm not talking about monetary at the moment. What I'm talking about is giving love. See, a lot of people uh, want loyal people in their lives, but they themselves don't know how to be loyal. So what you're doing is you're asking for something that you don't possess the capability to do. So uh, I I have this saying and I and I teach people that uh you are you, you attract I'm sorry what you are. So for example, if you're broken and hurt and 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 then this is something kind of difficult and it might be a little hard to digest, but it is the truth. If you're broken, you send off something in the atmosphere that sends off that you're broken. So what you typically attract is someone who's not great for you. Um, They're very demeaning to you. Um, They don't know how to handle you, don't know how to deal with you, um, or either they too are broken. But when you position your life with God, what God will do is strengthen you so that you are not broken and that you attract what it is that he needs you to have. And a lot of times God sends you the opposite of what you desire. Yes, you might be attracted to the person. Um, you know, he's not going to send you something that you got to adjust to. He sends you what he knows that you like. But what he does is that there are uh, things opposite of you all so that you come together and complete each other. See, God completes us. God doesn't leave here. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, God completes us. So what he does is that he sends parts of things that are missing to establish a whole us. Whereas that the world would like to pull away from us and deplenish us out. So uh, why do I say God so much for those that may be listening? You know, they, oh, I don't want to talk about God. Well, and here in events apostolic dialogue, we're going to talk about God. Why? Because God is always the source. But what I want you to understand is that being whole helps you not to resolve things out of context, not to resolve things in a becoming the moment and helps you to resolve things by just having a moment and having a moment simply means I process what happened, I think about what happened, and I execute the best response to get the best result. If you are one that resolves matters emotionally all the time, I want you to take one situation out of your life for the next week, just one. I'm sure it's going to be more than that. And I want you to try your best to handle that situation without being emotional. 
express to the person how you feel, but not express your thoughts in your feelings. So that that that's good. That's a good thought process. Express to them how you feel, but do not express to them in your feelings. And guess what? I believe you can do that. And you might be saying, that's not easy. How do I let someone know that they did something that I don't like? And just because you don't like something, it doesn't mean you're difficult. It doesn't mean that you can't be pleased. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're just nothing never works for you. That is not what that means. What it means is that you're mature enough to say what you've done, what you've said, how you've acted. I, I just I didn't gravitate to that. I didn't like that when dealing with me. Now, sometimes dealing with other people, some people may like other things or accept other things that maybe you don't. But in order to to come out of that, I'm 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 telling you about yourself while I'm 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 in my rage and this is how I feel because truth be told, a lot of times when we get to that point with a person is because they've done something multiple times, not one time. So if we could just learn how to address how we feel about a situation on the first time, it gives that person an opportunity not to keep making the same mistake. And see, that's what love does. Love allows us to love one another enough to say, hey, I'm going to tell you the truth without yelling and screaming and ranting and raving in anger and hostility. So go out in the world today and continue to be great and know that you can have the moment. Don't become the moment, but know that you can express how you feel without expressing yourself in your feelings. I thank you today. I thank you for whenever you listen to this podcast for joining me, Yvette's Apostolic Dialogue, here where we give you ways thoughts, process on how to be a better you and become a better you and to build a better you. So go out and keep your head up and smile and know that you matter, that you mean something. Today is your day, your day for greater, your day to be who you are. And that's wonderful. Have a blessed and awesome day. And we'll see you on the next time. Thank you for joining us. Have a good one.